Well, hello, hello, and welcome once again to the kitchen table. Yep, this is Arctic Eric, and I want to say wherever you are, whatever you're doing where you are, and whatever time it is there where you are, thank you for taking these minutes to be here with me at the kitchen table. The title of this podcast is In This Way, Pray. At the beginning of the pandemic, I remember reading the recommendation for hand washing where someone had written, Say the Lord's Prayer while you wash your hands to be sure that you wash them long enough. It made me chuckle to myself, I must admit. Why? Well, years ago, while walking on the sandy beaches of North Florida, I would use this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, as an outline or a guide when I prayed. And at times, my prayer during these walks could be an hour long. So that's why I laughed to myself. I experienced joy as the Holy Spirit helped me to pray using this prayer as a helpful tool, as an outline, as a guideline. No, no, this chat at the kitchen table won't be an hour long. And each time I do use this prayer outline, the prayer is somewhat different, but I just want to give you an idea of a couple of the things that would come to mind and still do as I use the Lord's Prayer as an outline for prayer. You know, in Matthew 9, Jesus tells his disciples, and we're disciples if we're trusting Jesus, in this manner, pray. In this way, pray. So let's look at this again as a template or as a pattern of prayer. And as I did it, the way I changed and my ideas about prayer changed, and it opened a door to my experience, the Holy Spirit bringing scriptures and thoughts to my mind as prayed. But of course, if the Holy Spirit is going to bring scripture to our remembrance, what does that mean? Well, it means we need to spend time in the scriptures. The Holy Spirit doesn't bring scriptures to mind if they haven't been planted there. If the word is not planted and if our minds aren't transformed and if our inner man isn't trans transformed by faith, well, then there's nothing for the Holy Spirit to grab a hold of. But let's just look at this Lord's Prayer, as it's called. You know, it begins where we're focusing on the Father, our Father, our. Wow, we're not alone. We're not in this alone. Our, plural. The father of many. Our father. Who is this father? Well, he's the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it. He's the father of all creation. And of course, you and I and all human beings are supreme in his creation. Why? Well, think about it. We're the only ones created to carry his image. So this Father in heaven, he separates us from everything else in his creation. Every person, everywhere, can refer to God as their creator. Isn't that marvelous? Our Father. But you know, there's more with the Father. He desires more than I acknowledge him as the Father of creation, the Father who has created everything in and by and through and for Christ. He longs that every man, woman, and child he has created come to know him as more, 
what is the more, to know him as their spiritual father through the new birth. I know that's a lot of words just coming up in my mind as I might pray our father, but it happens. And and it will happen to you. And it will encourage you and strengthen you. You know, sometimes when when praying these first two words, I'll think about the words of, of Jesus when he says, to as many as received him, to those who receive him, he gives the right to become children of God, to everyone who believes in his name. Everyone in the creation, everyone God is calling you and me to, everyone we meet who knows or doesn't know that God is the Father creator, He desires that they go, and you go, and I go deeper and deeper into the relationship with the Creator, and not worship creation, but that we worship the Creator. And we do that by believing in His name. Okay, we got the first two words out of the way. You can see why it can go an hour, but I promise this won't. Our Father, you're in heaven. What does that tell me? It tells me He's unlimited. It tells me that he's far above all my troubles, all my problems, and he sees everything, and he is on my side. According to Scripture, he's on your side. Isn't it marvelous? So he's our Father. He's in heaven. And now I want to think about something I really enjoy since I've come to Sweden and helps me as I continue to pray the Lord's Prayer here. In one of the Swedish translations, it says this. It says, let your name be made holy. Let your name be holy. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth or in earth as it is in heaven. And I like this verb, let. It doesn't say try to make it happen on your own. It doesn't say make yourself holy. Bring the kingdom here yourself. Make God's will. It says, no, let your name. God, you're in me. You are the Holy One. You're in me by your Holy Spirit. Work in me that the holiness you are be worked in and through me. Allow your name, let your name be magnified and made holy in and through my life. And let your kingdom come. And when I think about the kingdom of God, I get excited because a kingdom is where a king rules and reigns. We are his domain, kingdom. Oh, Lord, let your kingdom not only come in the earth, but let your kingdom come in me. And, of course, through me. Let the kingdom, which is filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, let it rule and reign. Let King Jesus rule and reign in me. You know, thank you, Lord, when I think about his will being done. Thank you that your good, perfect, and acceptable will is being done. Help me to experience your will being done in ever-increasing ways in and through my life. And I think about the fact that most translations do say here on earth, but it can also say in earth, and, and I am and you are earthen vessels. Adam was created from the dust of the earth. And our bodies will return to the earth. But may God's will be done in me, one of his earthen vessels. And may it be done in you, one of his 
earthen vessels. And as it's done in us, may God do it through us. And then it goes on to say, give us today. Give us our daily bread. You know, when it says give us today, I always think about the fact faith in God is right now, today. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow has not come. So help me, Father, to live in the now. Live in today. Faith is something right now. Faith in your Son every day, every moment of every day, because he dwells in me, and that's your good will. Let your will be done, Lord, that I trust and hope in Christ alone continually, no matter what the circumstance. He says, give us our daily bread. And of course, this is both spiritual and physical. And listen, I think about the fact that Jesus is the true bread of God that comes down from heaven. Help me, Jesus, to feast upon you in Scripture today. You, Jesus, are my bread for life. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Listen, in the same way I am forgiven, I want to forgive those who've hurt me. I hope that's how it is for you. Listen, we're going to reap what we sow. God, help us to be quick to forgive and to hold nothing against anyone. Freely help us to receive forgiveness from you and help us to freely give forgiveness to others. What does Jesus say? It comes to mind many times what he says in Luke. Forgive and you will be forgiven. God forgives. And so do we. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lead me, Lord, continually into a place and a time where you are with me to guard me and keep me and carry me. Thank you that you don't lead me into a place or a time of testing where evil will tempt me to sin. You won't lead that way. No, I, I think when I pray this, O oh Lord, that in James you tell me, don't, don't say, Eric, when I'm tempted, that I'm tempted by you, God, for God, you can't be tempted by evil, and God, you never tempt anyone. That includes me, and that includes you. He doesn't tempt us. But we are tempted, I'm tempted, when I'm drawn away by my own desires and enticed. John tells me, God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. And when we're tempted, we run to the light. Absolutely. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Listen, Jesus, you need to help me to follow you so that I can live in the light and be in the light as you're in the light, knowing that your blood will cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, that your word is to me a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Oh, Lord, lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake and deliver me from the evil one. Rescue me, oh, Lord, and draw me ever closer to you. Paul tells us in Colossians, isn't this good to think about when we pray this prayer? But God has delivered us he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
Oh, I will thank him that all is his, his kingdom, his power, and, and all glory to him now and forever. And, and amen, of course, is let it be. Let it be, let it be. Well, this is uh, just a brief idea of uh, what can happen when we're filled with Scripture, led by the Spirit, and use the Lord's Prayer as a model, as an outline, as a pray in this way. Gosh, it's been good having you here at the kitchen table. I look forward to the next time we meet. But until then, I want to say God bless you richly is my prayer. Good day.